Short crew, short games, big news. <laughs> <laughs> big, sad, angry news. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Into the Multivoice, Big Daddy Gaming's news and discussion podcast. Uh, I'm Mel. Today's going to be sad. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, go it's, ahead. It's, it's, sorry, it's, it's not a good time. <laughs> yeah, so... We are short on games this week because we've been haven't done a whole lot of gaming, but we're big on news and it's all terrible news. So fair warning, we're going to get into some fairly heavy topics here. Um, I will try my best to note everything important down in the show notes. So just take a look and see if there's anything that's going to keep you off of here. Yeah. Cool. So. Let's at least start with games, because those are still happy. We played the new Smash. <laughs> I did, because Kazuya came out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, jeez. You can, good? okay, so, this is, yeah, it's, it's good. It's also a lot of, a lot of things happened technically that, uh, oh. people didn't quite expect. First of all, uh, Kazuya is ridiculously strong, and very fun to play. Did you mm -hmm. do you follow Smash at all, really? Uh I I mean I played Smash, I own Smash Alternate, but I didn't feel the need to get every character in the DLC. The only okay. DLC character I have is Joker. That's fair. So essentially the way to put it is that every character has, you know, a set list of moves. Yes. So you've got you know your your up special, down special sides. So there's mm -hmm. probably every character has about 20. 20 attacks that come with them they can use and do fun stuff. Um, right. Kazuya has like 45. Jesus Christ. And you can tell because whenever uh, Sakurai puts a fighting game character in the game so far, it has just been over the top absolutely crazy because Sakurai is a huge fighting game fan. Obviously. Yeah, Otherwise and so it's just like, wouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah, so even, even for like uh, Terry, who came out earlier this year, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, 2020's weird. Um, but he Time came out a while like ago. That oh, was last year, never mind. Anyway, but anyway, so he came out, and he's like, oh, um, we're giving him another special attack that no other character has. We're like, sure, okay. And for Kazuya, they're like, I'm just gonna put in everything. Like, okay, great. So anyway, the character's fun, he's crazy, he's really fun to play with friends, and just hits like a bus. But yeah. also, what he did behind the scenes is he's just like, I heard a lot of you complaining that this game isn't hard enough, so I uh, gave you a little something-something, and he just turned the level 9 computers into absolute maniacs. Oh my god. So if you, if you download Kazuya, and you play a computer, like just a one-on-one -on -one piece of CPU and you're not, mm -hmm. he will end you. <laughs> I've watched him go just a fresh life. Six hits later, you're at 125% damage, and you're dead. And you haven't Amazing. been able to touch your controller. It's absolutely hilarious, and I love it. So, awesome. <laughs> everyone's like, this is fun. What the heck happened? <laughs> yeah, I have nothing but respect for Sakurai. That man's amazing. He has put in way too much of his life into that game, and I cannot thank him enough for it. Oh, but, I know. 
And I love how he basically has found a reason to put in all his favorite characters from outside <laughs> the Nintendo roster. I love it. And one like, of my are, so here, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, like, he's like, we'll sneak in all these fighting game references. And it's like, okay, yeah. And then the man also had a very, um, very passionate love affair with Persona 5 on Twitter that was fairly obvious. Yeah. And he uh, was like, I bet I can get Joker in there. <laughs> and he did. Um, did you watch the presentation for when they showed off all of it that he can do? No, I don't normally watch those presentations. Okay. Again, so this is the other fun thing is that um, kind of the moment that everyone seems to dread these days is the announcement of me costumes. Yeah. Because a me costume generally means your character's not getting in the game. Yes. And so he finishes showing off Kazuya for like half an hour, and he's like, and now the me costumes are like, oh, how bad is this going to be? And normally he shows, like a couple, he shows like a couple characters from the franchise the character's from. And then some, like, guest characters. But it's been for the last couple. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, uh, the first character is Lloyd Irving from uh, Tales of Symphonia. We're like, okay, that was a costume you had from Smash Wii U, and we kind of expected that would happen. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, um, here's the Dragonborn from Skyrim. Everyone's like, hey, wait a minute, that's not from Tekken. Like, what are you, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, the What's next one is Dante from Devil May Cry. Everyone's like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, <laughs> stop it! And then he's like, and the last one is uh, Shantae. Heard you guys been talking about her a bit. We're like, what are you doing? Just watching him just slash people's dreams in the ankles. It was absolutely phenomenal to watch. What a madman. Yeah, and I, it's really funny because uh, James's brother is a huge fan for Shantae for Smash, and he was like openly weeping. So <laughs> I was like, no, why? So... I am terrified for this next character because it's just going to be... And it's supposed to be the last one, so it's got to be something big. And see, here's, here's how I hope it goes. And I hope to high heaven this is how it goes. Because for Sephiroth, when they announced him as a character, they showed off the me costumes first. And so what I want them to do is I don't want them to tell us who the character is. And I want them to go into a... Like a the, the direct is just called Sakurai announces the final Smash character. And it yes. starts off with a me costume reel. And the, the reel is like 10 minutes of just here's who it's not. And just watching people yes. lose their minds. Oh, I want it. Uh, <laughs> that, that would be the day that Sakurai wakes up and chooses violence. <laughs> it's just, uh, I would, I hope so hard that's what happens. Uh, it would make my life. I would be down for that. That That is how I would watch a Smash presentation. So what have you been playing? Uh, I got back into Hearthstone. Oh! Yeah, like, I don't know what happened. I, I've still been playing Made of Scare, and I'm still working on finishing that up. I'm not quite done with it at time of recording. But I, my intent is to write the review for it this weekend. But I, uh... Last night, I was laying there, and I was like, I want to play Hearthstone. And so I downloaded it on my phone. And then today, I downloaded it on my computer. <laughs> Again. Because uh, I was really into it when I was in high school. Uh, not, not high school, uh, college. When I was yeah. in college, I was really into it because I didn't live on campus. So okay. I would, and I lived about 45 
minutes from my school by freeway. So I would basically drive down there and I'd be there from the time that my first class started to my last class ended. And depending on Mm -hmm. how it laid out, it's like, oh, I might only be there for three hours and then I go to work. Or it could be, I have an 8 a.m. and a 4 p.m. with nothing in between. Like, that's how it sometimes was. Yeah, so Hearthstone fills the void. Right, exactly. So if I didn't have any homework to do, I would play Hearthstone because this was before the Switch came out. (laughs) And um, so I played a lot of it back then. And then I even, there was actually a bar in my area that had like one of the get together and we'll all play against each other kind of a thing. And so I even went to that a few times. Uh, I was at that when they announced the results of the 2016 election. <laughs> like, oh. that that was how I experienced that election. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I uh, stopped playing uh, late in college. Um, I was, I was, I had, like, peaks and valleys. I would, like, play a lot and then not at all and a lot and kind of a thing. And then I... Uh, what I was in like one of my downswings when the entire uh, Blizzard Hong Kong situation happened, and that really soured it for me. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, and so I I hadn't like sworn it off, but at that point I was like, well, I'm really not playing it that much right now. Anyway, it's kind of like I I need to step away from this, and so I actually had not played it. Since around that time, I maybe like played it once since then. So it's been a while. Um, I'm I'm still on my I don't want to give them money train, but like okay. it's a free to play game, so I could still play it if I wanted to. For sure. And uh, I came back in, and so much has changed. They have like the season pass that have happened. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, all my cards are no longer valid. <laughs> <laughs> they're no they're no longer like in the standard roster. They're all wild yeah. now. Cause I think the last one I really played was like the I forget what it's called because I don't know my yeah. World of Warcraft. I never played that. I just saw the ad for the card game one day and was like, I could do a card game. Um <laughs> I think the last one I played was like the scary foresty one, you know? And so it's completely changed. There's all these new packs that have really fun themes. There's like a magic school one, and that's really cute, and I like that. But the biggest thing is they've got a pa- they've got the battle pass system now. Gosh, how many seasons were there? This started in 2015. Yeah, oh it's been around goodness. a while. 2014. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's been around a long time. Uh, which they're still going strong. Good for them. Yeah, I mean uh, they're. I'm sure everyone, I'm sure there is just balance complaints everywhere, but what are you going to do? It's an online game. Um, But yeah, it's so weird to me what's changed. I have not gone back into the standard mode or anything like that. Because like I said, I just started playing this again last night. Um, So I need to figure out how to build a deck with all these new toys I have to play with. And I haven't learned anything about them yet. So I've just been, um, I've been doing the, uh, what's it called? Um, it's their mode where, like, you, it's like a buy and sell kind of thing, and it's more like a, a, like a deck builder mode, kind of. Okay. 
And so I've just been playing that because it's slowly teaching me some of the newer cards. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can do an entire round of that in about half an hour. Gotcha. So I, I've been doing that a lot of that, but it's it's so, so different. I, I'm looking forward to getting into it some. Uh, I had to dig up my old email address in order to be able to play it, because I, <laughs> I put I it on an email. I, I set it up on an email that I no longer use, so mm-hmm. I I have to figure out if I can change that at all, because make it easier to access, but I'm having a good time. Well, good. Well, that's, that's better than I'm doing on uh, Magic Arena, so. Yeah. I never learned Magic. I was you curious, but I never got around to it. It's a fun game to play with friends, but just like jumping on Smash Brothers Online, it's best played with friends locally. Because they're probably all about as good as you are instead of some guy who's been spending since 2014 playing yeah. Magic and just like, oh, you're going to stop me to the desk. Okay, that's fun. Yay, have a good time. Friends and friends only. Yes. As it should be. <laughs> Alright, we should get into the news. Um, uh, if we must. Alright, let's... Let's start light and get more serious. That'll be fun. That'll that'll be a fun way to do this. Um, So the latest thing we have is that Konami and Bloober team are teaming up. The dev behind the medium. And from the sounds of it, it sounds like they're doing something Silent Hills. Yeah, at least Silent Hills specifically, yeah. Yeah, something Silent Hill related, which um, I don't know how much of a knife that sticks in the abandoned thing for people. <laughs> I I hope it sticks a pretty good one, because I bet the people behind that game are just like, please, like, stop thinking it's Silent Hill. Right, like, there's nothing saying there can't be two Silent Hill games in development at the same time, but also, I feel like that's highly unlikely since we haven't had a new Silent Hill since 2009. Gosh, has it really been that long? Yep. Ugh. We haven't had anything that's not, like, a remaster re-release since 2009. <laughs> so, um, the abandoned Kojima theory is completely dead to me. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> if this didn't put a knife in it, I don't know what else will. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are some people who will ride and die, die hard for it till the oh, day yeah. that that game comes out, but I find that highly unlikely yeah. that that anything's going to come of it now. Yeah, or if Kojima just finally comes out and says, this is the game I'm working on, and it's just something totally out there, Kojima insane. Yeah. It's a, it's a box-making simulator. What? Yeah. But it's also heavily politically based and involves the apocalypse. We're like, okay, sure, fine. That's Someone true. needs There's to tell you no saying... eventually. There's nothing saying that the abandoned can't be Kojima, but at this point, it's definitely not Silent Hill. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, next thing I've Actually, got. Actually, hold on. Before you go further on that, I did just see that apparently it was confirmed within the last 48 hours that there are not one, but two Silent Hill games being made out of that deal. So, I'm oh, curious no! what that's gonna be. Um, but again, That'd it's one of those situations that, like, I mean, did you ever... I'm assuming you didn't play the medium. I no, I never got around to it. Um, I watched Kieran play a little bit, our editor, or whatever Kieran is at this our point. Our overlord. Yes, there we go. <laughs> and it's, it was creepy enough, so if, it, if it's anything like the ambiance mm-hmm. they were going for with the medium, it could be a step in the right direction. Or if anything else, 
it's a step in a direction. So we'll take it. Right. And we might not, and we, to be honest, given, uh, not Kojima, uh, Konami's track record, we might not even see a Silent Hill game come of this. We might just see another horror game come of this. Really? Because Konami did try and partner up with Supermassive at one point. And that did not produce a Silent Hill game, but it did produce what became the Dark Pictures series. Oh. I didn't realize that was Konami. Yeah, so basically, like, the early stages, from what I understand, laid the groundwork for what would become the Dark Pictures anthology. But it, like, the deal fell through between the two. So they just kind of went and were like, fine, we'll make our own. (laughs) (laughs) Which, cool. I haven't liked anything from them since Until Dawn, but Until Dawn was pretty freaking good. <laughs> it was pretty cool, and they're really trying to ride that high for they it's are, been a long time. They are. I, I think the secret ingredient is they don't have Rami Malek anymore. That was yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so the next least upsetting thing I have <laughs> is uh, games and commercials. Did you see this? I didn't. What was this whole story? So, um, it's the, it's EA and the developer behind Smite are teaming up with a company that specializes in, like, in-game advertising. And so you know how in, like, free-to-play mobile games on your phone, like, sometimes it'll be like, get this bonus if you watch the 15 to 30 second ad. Yeah. Um... That we don't really see that in console games at all. And this company oh, is looking no, to bring yay. that to console games. No, no. They did yeah. that once with the basketball game. And it was yeah. so, so bad. And the wreckage was so terrible. Why would you think that's okay? The backlash was strong. And what we've seen from the games industry is the first time you do something, there will be a big backlash. And unless it is particularly egregious... The second time you do it, there will not be as big of a backlash. So if you just keep poking it, eventually you'll get it through. And so I think that's what they're trying to do here. Sucks so bad. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be wrong. another reason to not buy EA games, but... Jeez. Good thing EA doesn't really make a whole lot of things I like, so... (laughs) Yes, but jeez, I mean, like... Gosh, how can you literally be the evil empire and not be like, am I the bad guy at any Come point in any of that? Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah, I, I suspect that the first place they try this will be the sports games, because the sports games is usually where they try and pull this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if they manage to get away with it there, they might try and put it in other things, which I'm not pleased with. Yeah, I mean... And the fact that it's technically optional is going to be their big whatever. That's just, oh, that sucks so bad. I just don't want to see that ever catch mm-hmm. on. Yep, and I'm, I'm curious to see how Smite is going to implement it, too. But, and if I mean, that'll then spread to the other MOBAs. Mm-hmm. I just have this dumb joke of being just like, hello, my name is Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store in the Citadel, and it could be yours too if you head down to GameStop. Oh, no. Make no. it stop. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's bad. Very bad. Uh, but... Okay. It's not as bad as our next story. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let, I have three here, and I need to rank the heavy topics. 
Let's see. Let's. How long before I can give them the full stab of the knife? What? What else do I have? This guy was kicking puppies. This... Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think the next least egregious thing, as much as it hurts to say, is dead dog. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just kind of a sad story of like time passing. I, I can yeah. handle this. Yes, but like it's sadder than the other two. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. Okay, so Joel Burgess, in the past week or so, um, announced that his dog, River, passed away, who was the inspiration for dog meat and Fallout. It's sad. And he wrote this absolutely touching Twitter thread, which will be linked in the show notes, about how, like, it's not like that they just modeled the dog's look after his dog, but, like, he brought his dog into the office and uh, it inspired a ton of the game mechanics and mm-hmm. the behaviors and they literally recorded the sounds of this dog and used this dog for the motion capture. It is heartbreaking. And Yeah, it is because it, it's not just like um, it's not like when um, you get these stories about animated movies where it's like, I base the cat in the movie off the way my cat looks. It's literally like 100% of this dog went in the game. As dog meat, the actual dog. Yes. Which, it, it, it's worth a read. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I'm upset that there is not another good doggo. Which means um, I just have to go visit my family and hug their dog to make me feel yes, better. Yes, for real. <laughs> uh, if I may, I yes. may actually take a bit of a detour here and introduce oh. a happier story. Just yes, to please. give ourselves a bit of an up before we go really down. Um, so, I found out this week that uh, Spike Chunsoft, the guys who do a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of the Danganronpa games, yes. all that, um, they yeah, announced no, a sequel to AI The Somnium Files, which is a pretty Ooh. one of those big games that people really, really liked. Now it's called AI The Somnium Files Nirvana, and a Nirvana initiative comes out next year. And it's from what I've heard, it's uh, it's about as good as the uh, shoot, what's it called the, the Zero Escape series. You ever played any of those? No. It's like the nine hours, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Uh huh. It was the yeah. same guy who did the art for all the Persona games and just made this, like, super beautiful, really intense uh, escape room puzzle on a boat mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean that was really cool. So this is a really big thing and exciting because it's a really good game and people who make it make really good stuff. So, hooray for good things happening. Exciting yeah, things. Yeah, al- along with that uh, Ghost of Tsushima director's cut got announced. Yeah. So pretty cool there, are, there are good things in the world. So, and I, I was going to say, I don't remember hearing... I thought I heard something about the, the director's cut being cheaper than I thought it was going to be. Oh. Someone's saying it was like 40-something bucks. Don't quote me on that, because I may have just misread that on the toilet, but we'll, uh, yeah. we'll explain that later. But anyway, it's exciting. Yes. Friendly reminder that the Ghost of Tsushima fans are... Probably some of the coolest, chillest people because they literally raised money to uh, do repairs to historical sites and stuff on the island that the game is based off of, which is really fucking cool. That's super cool. We love when these 
games affect the real world <laughs> in good ways. In good ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Now we got to get into the heavy stuff. Unfortunately, um, I'm going to start with the one that's the story itself is less upsetting, though the fact of what led up to it is um, Chris Avalone, who people may know from his work and the fact that he has been accused of sexual assault or misconduct in some form by over 100 women. 100? Yeah, it's 100. Yeah, so a hundred people have come forward about this guy, and it includes things like he, um, just like a lot of inappropriate touching, up to way worse things. One of the more specific stories is, um, I forget her name, but a, a woman who he basically made efforts and got her drunk and then groped her. And so it's just really disgusting, terrible, shitty stuff. Um, and he is suing all 100 of them. Oh, it's because it's a slap suit. That's what it is. That's why I'm seeing yes. that. It, it, it is a slap suit, which I will link in the show notes. Anyone who doesn't know what a slap suit is, John Oliver did an yeah, excellent say. piece on slap suits a uh, year or two ago uh, because he got involved in a slap suit. Yeah. Um, basically, Weird. the idea is yeah. that um, he is not suing them because he has any legal standing, but because it being involved in a court case makes you shut up. And it, like, it drains your account, too. So it yes, drains your resources and, and it screws you over. Yep, basically, it's like he is burning money to keep them from talking about him, mm-hmm. which really fucking sucks. Uh, the good thing is that every lawyer I have seen comment on this ha- says he has no leg to stand on, so hopefully mm-hmm. it gets thrown out quickly, and yeah. hopefully these women are free to badmouth the shit out of him and <laughs> lose him even more job opportunities, because fuck that guy. Yeah, for freaking real. Yeah, it's it's a rough one, and it's unfortunate. <sighs> I hate it here. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> There's no dogs here. Everyone's terrible. Yeah. And it gets worse. Um, so wow, this is gonna turn out to be a pretty short show, but I've got I've got two things after this that will that will raise the mood a little bit because this one okay. is Okay, we're gonna tight. need it. We're gonna need it. Um so last thing we have is the story about the video game event for Sniper Ghost Warriors contracts to oh. Long ass name <laughs> for yeah. uh, a game. Yeah, and it's, when it's just really you do cool sniper stuff and you shoot stuff, cool. Yeah, yeah, you you do a sniping. Um, I, the the more so, like I grew up not being all that into military shooters because I grew up <laughs> on Spyro and Crash Bandicoot and Ape Escape and all like these fun, colorful games and. Yeah. Uh, the more I hear about these military shooters, the more I realize that they are just a cesspit. Because we've yeah. got this situation, which <clears throat> the game isn't re- even reviewing that well from what I hear. And then, mm-hmm. like, we have the Ghost of Fallujah incident. And, like, yeah. it, it doesn't seem... It seems like COD is the only one that gets through things relatively uncontroversially. 
and even then Cold War was yay war crimes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the, the bigger deal behind the COD games is that the game might be fine, whatever, but it's the the angry fan base. It's like, ugh, could you not please? Yeah, and it's like, stop playing politics in the game. Well, the, the game has Ronald Reagan in it, so it's got <laughs> politics, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. They, they put him right there in all the trailers. <laughs> um, anyway, so the specific situation with Sniper Ghost Warriors is Eric Schwitzer. I think, I think is how so. you pronounce it, yeah. uh, wrote up his, a piece about his experience going to a, uh, an ev- like like a promotional an event, event. A promo event that happened the day after the game came out, weirdly enough. It's um, strange enough as it is. Yeah, and so he went in fairly blind because all the emails he had gotten about it were like, get excited, get hype, you're going to have a blast, it's going to be a great time, and he's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was it was he was hyped up for something. He's like, this could be anything. This could be great. This could be fun. Yeah, and so it was uh, him, five other writers, and five influencers, which you know, yeah. social media, YouTube, that kind of streamers, that kind of stuff. And so they were taken to a place called Strategic Operations, which used to be a film studio, and is now used for like tactical training drills because it's kind of like it's got up that. There, yeah. The kind of bombed out building setup mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And he gets there and they are getting tactically trained to shoot white guys in typical, stereotypical Middle Eastern clothing. Yeah, it was like, <clears throat> just talking about how it was like, he walked into like the the dusty Transformers style, like just blown out Middle East, which is not Michael Bay Wasteland. Like. Yeah, there we go, Michael Bay Wasteland. And it's just like, oh yeah, like these guys, uh, those bad guys killed a bunch of good Americans. He's like, those are two white guys from like San Bernardino. Like they're just two guys yeah. racially dressed up in insensitive clothing. You're like, what? Why and am there's... I here? And there's rotting meat hanging on or on tables because you know that's what they eat in those god, yeah, god forsaken hellscapes that they live in. And yeah, it's like every bad racial stereotype of the Middle East rolled into one, basically. Yeah, and no one says they're Muslims or Arabs, but. everything around implies it so it's basically saying it and the the way he wrote in the article it seems like that they were very careful to always call them enemies or bad guys yeah in order to Uh, not have them saying those kind of things on the record yeah and i remember at the end of it he was saying it's like they they finished it up like let's get a photo op of you guys all holding up your hands in anger and having them all Screaming, like, stereotypical. You're like, oh, gosh. This guy's like, I, just, I faked a phone call, and I walked off after giving a terrified look to another R person and just left as fast as I could. Yeah. The, yeah, the, and it's it's a very, very strange situation because from what he described, there were computers in a building that you could go and play the game that they already had review codes for. Yeah, and the game was not brought up 
at all in their whole scenario thing. There was no, like, this is like when you blah, blah, blah in blah, blah, blah kind of a thing. Yeah. It was just, we're going to do this tactical drill situation with all you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you're really there, but if you're going to say that, I need to know that you at least know that I'm here for a video game and this isn't the power fantasy you just kind of have as a thing here. Yes. And so the developers, by now, obviously, they have apologized. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who are tearing the apology to shreds, obviously. And there are some, I saw some people really vehemently defending them, saying you shouldn't have had to apologize for this. And Ugh. that's like the worst shit. I, it's <laughs> awful. Going back to and, your previous point, the internet is a terrible place and I want to leave here. <laughs> I don't want to live here anymore. Um, but basically... I am willing to give the developers the benefit of the doubt. And the only reason that they have any plausible deniability for me is that they were not there. Yeah. It's a Polish developer. Yeah, it's a a Polish developer that contracted basically either this place or a PR company or whatever to do this. And they, because of COVID restrictions, were not able to come and be at the event and see what was going on. And I feel like that gives some level of deniability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say they... I If I see anything else, it's going to be... <laughs> I'm going to be real suspicious. But for now... Yeah. And it, it's just a case of if they really are completely unaware of what was going to go down for these people, mm-hmm. um, they should have basically just done more due diligence, more research into what they were going to have. Yeah. Or, yeah, just not do that Mm -hmm. any of that the worst part is is (laughs) there's a picture of it in the article um there was a trump flag flying over the building that was like trump 2024 revenge tour revenge tour back for revenge something like that and um yeah like that's bad enough but also if you look at the picture the flag is both frayed on the ends and it's pink meaning it's sun bleached and it's been up there a long fucking time yeah and it's just real uncomfy yeah that's a real good way to explain this whole topic you're like I don't want to keep reading this but I need to be informed and <laughs> yeah like I, w- I would love to go to me some gaming events but if I was put in this I might have just left cause just like up, you're like oh hard pass <laughs> yeah like um I'm I oh, oh no no my dog got hit by a car I gotta go like to explain so the the closest thing I have to a situation like that involves the the hardest I've ever felt bad about going into an event of some kind Mm-hmm. was that I had a I had a job that I got hired for and it was like in a like a weird call center and yeah. just like my wife and I had this real bad vibe about it and so I had to call him up and just be like um sorry I actually have to cancel my job uh my dad's dead I have to go and then like I left and called my dad up I was like so you're never going to believe what I just told somebody <laughs> so I <laughs> just like walking in like I have to go my Self is killed. I have to nope. <laughs> yeah, the, some there is just some things that give you bad vibes. The closest I got to that was um, when I was out of college trying to find a job. 
And I was, you know, just applying to anything and everything. And I got a contacted by someone about uh, some kind of whatever job. And so they, it seemed like it was some kind of like marketing agency or something. And I have an English degree. I'll do whatever. And I go in and I have an interview with the CEO. And I was like, I'm not sure if this is a small company or if this is sketch. Yeah. And so I talk to her, and, like, it's not even an interview. She just talks at me the entire time. And I'm just like, I'm getting some pyramid scheme vibes right now. (laughs) But you know what? Until they ask me to give them money, I'm not going to do anything because I do need a job. Yeah. (laughs) And so she's like, okay, great. Um, I'm going to have you tomorrow meet with one of our guys at Sam's Club so he can show you one of the kinds of displays that we put up and we promote. And I was like, okay, well, that seems more legit. Sounds good. Let's go. I go there the next day and like this guy actually interviews me and looks at my resume and shit. And um, they had talked a lot about how like we bring people on and we make them leaders and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you'll spend half your time working and half your time getting trained to be a leader, which, like, uh. And so, like, I I talk with this guy, and, like, he shows me this display for, like, an as-seen-on-TV-level product, and um, has me, like, we, we do a lap around the store, and he's like, I want you to say hello to everyone we pass. And I was like, okay, I hate that, but I'll do it. Yeah. And he, he was a real nice guy, also an English major. And so um, I I did the like the polite thing where I sent thank you cards to both of them and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm 21, I need a job. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I don't hear back from the lady. And it was, I was told, it's like, we're only going to hire two people. We're starting with 100 each round we're narrowing yeah. down. And he, she was like... We're taking 20 into this round where I go see the guy at the store and it'll go down to 10 and then our top mm-hmm. four. And I never hear back from her. And I'm like, okay, I guess I didn't make it to the round because I was mm-hmm. hesitant about getting, uh, like, the guy had even said, I'm kind of hesitant about the fact that you don't seem ready to, like, step up into a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Cause I, and I was like, I'm really not. I'm 21. Yes. I just need a job. <laughs> I just want a paycheck. Yeah, I, I just need money, man. And so I don't get a callback from them, but I do get a callback from the guy who interviewed me at the Sam's Club. Oh. And he calls me and he's like, hi, I hope this isn't weird. I'm like, no, it's fine. He's like, I want you to know I specifically did not tell, I told them not to pass you on to the next round. And I'm like, dude, that's fine. I kind of got the vibe. I wasn't going to get it anyway. And he's like, no, 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 no. I did it because I think you're a nice person. This place is a sinking ship, and I don't want you involved in it. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But it was like my first interview out of college, and I I am so grateful for the memorable experience. (laughs) That's fabulous. Oh, man. You said you had happy things. I do have happy things. Give me a happy thing. The first smaller thing was just within the last day or two, uh, a sequel to Control has been announced. Ooh. So it's a, it's a multiplayer spinoff, which I'm like, Ooh. ugh. But there's also, mm. so there's two things, sorry. There's a multiplayer spinoff and there's a bigger budget sequel confirmed. Okay. Well, so, that makes Solo happy. He was all hype on the last Control. Yeah. 
I mean, Control itself is a gorgeous game that's insane and really good. So it'd be cool to see something that they can do with somehow even more money than that. So Give them the money, and they shall make yeah. it. So that's a big, exciting thing. But the one that's really exciting for me is um, there was a conversation with Microsoft last week mm-hmm. on a fighting game podcast. And so okay. the question was, hey, there's a lot of people who really liked Killer Instinct for your system. It was one of the mm-hmm. launch titles that came out with the Xbox One, and it blew up into this actually really big, fervent community. And so uh, Phil Spencer sits down and says, listen, we think about it a lot. We want to get this game made. We want to do it. The problem is there's nobody really open and available to do it. I like and, the bill. Yeah, so the deal is... If you want to know how great and amazing Killer Instinct is, A, you, uh, you watch any of the footage from Maximilian Dude on YouTube and Twitter and Twitch, because he is one of the biggest champions for the game. Mm-hmm. But also, um, there's, a, there's a documentary from, uh, it's called Push Back to Block, or Hold okay. Back to Block. It's a, this guy just does cool stuff like that, and it's a story about how the game was made, and it's a super really cool story. Just amazing. Essentially, this total dream team shows up, and it's all available at the same time, and make this totally amazing fighting game on an absolute shoestring budget. Right. So, it's exciting to hear that not only is the, the desire for Xbox to make it happen again, but that they also acknowledge that, A, the fandom exists, and that they are being heard. So that's a huge thing for fighting game fans, because Killer Instinct is bonkers. Really fun, and totally over the top. So it's a big exciting thing, because anytime I hear people saying, yes, I want to make another fighting game, I get a little bit excited. Because not a lot of people do that these days. So I am very excited that someone also is talking about (laughs) Someone remembers. Seriously. And the last thing... Sorry, go Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, and the last thing that is exciting is those Final Fantasy Pixel remasters have yes. a release date. Ooh. The release date is July 28th. Oh, that's soon. Very soon. And it's really exciting, too, for that from an artistic perspective, as I am the you know graphic designer guy for the, the whole site. Um, they are remastering all of the artwork for the characters to not only look more like the Super Nintendo versions of stuff, but mm-hmm. also to have the designs look more like the guy who originally drew them. Ooh. So there's going to be a lot of redesigns for some of the monsters that look more like the concept art that he made for them, which is really cool. That's awesome. Uh, we, the thing we, we love artistic stuff. Yeah. What is <laughs> terribly exciting is that they are uh, they're a little pricey. Uh, so yeah, just last thing is like each game is like twelve to fifteen bucks, which isn't awesome. But at the same time, it's nice to have... This is pretty much going to be what the remasters are going to look like for the rest of time. So, it's a bit much, but to have Final Fantasy remade and having Square make more remakes is exciting. So, we'll take it, I guess. Alright, well that's what I got for all my news. That was the good stuff to kind of watch out the terrible, horrible awful that happened. Awesome. Okay, so, um... That's everything we had. So let's just wrap this up. Um, spit your facts, bro. 
<laughs> so I'm Kevin uh, at SML Captain at Gmail. Not, I keep saying Gmail. Here's my email. Here's your You're on email. Gmail. I'm on Twitter as well. SML Captain. Uh, I'm a big fan recently of the Plock soundtrack. If you want something good and happy to make you happy through the day, Super Nintendo, P-L-O-K. Listen to the soundtrack. You'll love it. Awesome. Well, I'm Mel. You can find me at, at Mel Curtis on Twitter. 